College can be expensive, but saving now can help your students save later. Give your child's college savings a boost by registering for a chance at one of 25 $1,000 savings plan deposits for 6th through 12th graders. Sign up today at iowastudentloan.org slash register. Look for the Save Now, Save Later giveaway under the scholarships page. Log on and register today. That's iowastudentloan.org. Getting that just right temperature or getting an energy efficient appliance. It's not only about making smart changes today. It's about creating brighter tomorrows with simple steps to save energy. Plus, you'll help protect the environment for years to come. A better world for you, your family, and your community. Get started with rebates and discover what energy-efficient choices can help you power what's next at AlliantEnergy.com slash rebates. You're listening to the Huddle Up! Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off. And now it's time to drop some knowledge. Okay, we are live. We're just going to let it breathe for a second. Make sure the stream is nice and stable. Welcome in, everybody. To the Huddle Up podcast, presented as always by Mile High Huddle, powered by Overtime Media. I'm your host, Chad Jensen. And with me, as always, is my partner in crime. You know him, you love him. He is Zach Kelberman. Zach, I think I can speak for you on this. We've been hanging out all weekend, just looking at our phone every five minutes to see if there's a new update from someone like Schefter that NFL free agency is going to go on uh, as scheduled this week. Legal tampering period opens tomorrow morning. Turns out it is rejoice, rejoice, Broncos country. We're actually going to have some kind of sports to enjoy this week, at least storylines. We're going to see who's signing who and who's changing teams. It's going to be a blast. Yeah, it's starting tonight, in fact, because legal tampering is tomorrow at noon and the franchise tags are going to come in and be official. So, yeah, it's going to be hot and heavy from now next week or so. And it's a good break. It's a good escape from the from the COVID pandemic going around the world right now. And the NFL, like it always does, Chad, it takes center stage. And unfortunately, you don't need to make player visits like the pre-draft process. It's not necessary for a free agent deal. They can negotiate over the phone. They know what their tape is. So I'm happy that we didn't have that pushback, but it comes at the cost of probably sacrificing the draft. Based on the latest CDC uh, issue, notice that eight weeks, no major gatherings, over 50 people. So, you know, we lose one, we gain, gain another in a sense. It hasn't officially been canceled yet, the NFL draft, <clears throat> well, or as far as fans being uh, and, and media being able to congregate and hang out for the draft in Vegas. But we probably have to start kind of writing that off, even though Zach and I had plans and bookings already in place. Oh, yeah. It doesn't feel like it's going to go off. And that's even that's actually something I haven't seen yet, Zach, what you just referenced from the CDC. And if that's an eight-week window, unfortunately, we're about six, five, six weeks out from when the draft yeah. is supposed to take place. And it ruins rookie minicamp, too. I mean, how are teams supposed to kick off the offseason program with their rookies not in the building? So it just muddles everything. What are they going to do, push training camp back, push the preseason back? This is a disaster of epic proportions if the draft is canceled, Chad. It's just crazy to me still. And it was the perfect – the stars aligning perfectly for it to be in Vegas. I mean, Vegas can – 
you know, obviously it's the epicenter for all things betting and gambling, but it's also a place to have a lot of fun and it's a great venue for uh, conventions. I mean, man, most of the world's conventions, at least I shouldn't say the world's, a lot, many of the United States conventions take place in Vegas for this very reason. It is set up from a hospitality perspective to handle anything you need. And so we were really looking forward to that. I'm, I'm still hoping against hope. Yeah. You know, the NFL, as they've shown with NFL free agency, again, they're going to be the last ones to turn the light off. Everyone else, all the other sporting events, and understandably, their seasons are in play. They had to make a decision. The right. NFL, though, they're standing pat. So I'm just going to hold on, Zach, to that one tiny sliver that, hey, look, there's no reason at this stage, there's no like deadline. There's no, no urgency to suddenly cancel it now. I can understand with the casinos and the hotels that the NFL probably had things worked out with the MGM and whatnot. You want to give them as much notice as possible, but many of them are already shutting down for right. temporarily, Zach. So there's no urgency to force the NFL per se to go out and cancel anything. So if I were in that room contributing to that decision at the league office, I'm saying, hey, we got nothing to lose by waiting a couple, a week, maybe two, and seeing how these dominoes fall, how this CDC operates, what kind of momentum this bug continues to pick up or does it die off before we make a decision? I'm definitely hoping for the best and preparing for the worst with this epidemic or pandemic. Excuse me. I just think the NFL from an optics point of view, if they're the only ones that are out there risking their, their players and their employees and fans for a gathering when everyone is advising to stay inside. I don't know that even Roger Goodell, who's never been afraid of bad press, would do that. But fingers crossed, hopefully we'll still be able to go out there and uh, have a little life as normal, Chad with the rest of the offseason. Guys, there was some interesting buzz that came out over the weekend that we are going to touch on. Of course, we'll get to your questions. First, though, just a couple of quick matters of business. As always, make sure you're following the show on Twitter, at HuddleUpPod. It is simply the best way for you to keep your finger on the pulse of what's happening with this show in real time. And then while you're at it, make sure you're also following at MileHighHuddle on Twitter to stay plugged in to all things Broncos, breaking news and analysis as it happens. So take care of that business. And then also take a second, head on over to huddleuppod.com. Grab yourself one of these hats, grab yourself a shirt, grab yourself a hoodie, all kinds of stuff there for depending, you know, just depending on what you're into, what you like, hats, hoodies, shirts, whatever. He's even got a tank top Zach put up last week that sold like hotcakes as soon as we listed it. So it's another organic way for you to support what we do here at Mile High Huddle and Remember, huddleuppod.com, not to be confused with Huddle Up Podcast. Huddleuppod.com. Go get your swag on. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Getting that just right temperature or getting an energy-efficient appliance. It's not only about making smart changes today. It's about creating brighter tomorrows with simple steps to save energy. Plus, you'll help protect the environment for years to come. A better world for you, your family, and your community. Get started with rebates and discover what energy-efficient choices can help you power what's next at AlliantEnergy.com slash rebates. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, 
infertile, impotent, Joe Biden, and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. All right, Zach, we're going to get to, well, I don't want our super chats to wait too long. Let's grab Jonathan real quick, and then I'll get to what I wanted to ask you. Jumps in with a $10 donation. On Thank you, Jonathan. Chat. Jonathan, especially times like this, man, that means the world to us. Yeah. Thank you, bro. He says, unfortunately, I'll miss the live show due to work, but keep up the great content. Well, hopefully, Jonathan, and I'm sure you are listening to this after the fact. We appreciate you, bro. Stay safe. Wash your hands. Wash your hands, man. Let's see. Then uh, don't touch your face. Don't be like Chad on a live podcast, <laughs> touching your face every five seconds. Ryan from across the pond jumps in. I think that's a euro, right? Five euro donation on Super Chat. Thank you, appreciate Ryan. you, Ryan. He says, hi, I rarely see live pods as I am from the UK and it's late here. My question would you grab an edge rusher late in the draft who could learn under Vaughn? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. That's one of those positions where you are operating from a position of strength, Zach. You don't need to invest a high round pick in an edge rusher, depending on the value. And I mean, if you have like a top 60 guy and you're picking at 90 and it's an edge rusher, get him. But otherwise that's a position you can afford to wait till the later rounds. If not the college free agent class, Zach, we saw Shaq Barrett come in and, contribute to a world championship for the Broncos undrafted out of Colorado state goes on to lead the NFL sack champ last year. Plus they have, you know, Malik Reed, they have Justin Hollins. They have already some young backup project pieces behind Von Miller and Bradley Chubb. But what I would do is re-sign Jerry Attachu and draft an edge rusher in the fifth, sixth, seventh round, just a project you can learn under Von, like the question posed to us, Chad, but this is why the Broncos aren't going to go out there and spend a lot of money on an edge rusher. It's exactly why they weren't in for Calais Campbell today. They weren't going to pay 13.5 a year for him. They don't need an edge guy that badly. Just some depth behind Vaughn and Chubb. You can get him in the later rounds for sure. All right, let's touch on this news. For those of you who missed it, oh, Calais Campbell has been in Broncos country's crosshairs, let's say. In fact, he was a guy that uh, Eric Trickle has been talking about since late December as a possible Cap casualty, trade target for the Broncos. Turns out he got dealt today to the Baltimore Ravens, Zach, for a fifth-round pick. Robert wants to know, why didn't we go after Clayus Campbell? This was our second chance at him. Does he not like the Broncos, or did the Broncos not see the value of him for his price tag? Basically, Zach, what I learned calling around, talking to people, came down to the cost and the age. Cost being the extension after the fact, not the fifth-round pick, but – 13 and a half million is what he's looking for. From what I understand, 13, 14 million. And not that he's not worth it. It's that at the age, you have to start wondering where the point of diminishing returns comes in. And that was just enough to kind of paralyze the Broncos. Baltimore swooped in, took care of business. I love the trade for the Ravens. I mean, a fifth-round pick is highway robbery, and they're really in win-now mode with Lamar Jackson on his rookie contract. So great trade for Baltimore, even at Calais Campbell's advanced age. For like, I, like I just said, though, for $13.5 a year with $20 million guaranteed out of that 27 overall, it just didn't make sense for Denver when they already have Von Miller, who they just picked up his option, and Bradley Chubb coming back. Resign a tattoo. You have Malik Reed, Justin Hollins, draft a guy. That is plenty of edge rushers. They don't need to spend money on a Calais Campbell. 
Everybody who's been hanging out in the room, by the way, welcome in, everybody. Appreciate you hanging with us. All those of you joining us live on YouTube, on Facebook, on Periscope, it's good to have you. Welcome to the manger. Thank you for joining us. Zach, a couple other things I wanted to touch on with you, and then we'll keep going through the comments and the super chats. But I think it was yesterday, so Saturday, Mike Kliss busted out kind of his uh, free agency preview of Nine News, of course, right? And one of the little pieces of new information that he's let slip out, he's listing all kind of the top targets the Broncos are going to go after, which unsurprisingly are most of them anyway, are guys that we've been talking about at Mile High Huddle for three months. But nevertheless, one piece of news that kind of slipped out, and I know it's been spitballed as a possibility when that report from him, by the way, a few weeks ago came out that the Broncos were looking to sign a running back in free agency that is a starter type, names start get, started to get floated around, such as Melvin Gordon. Well, we find out today, according to Cliss, the Broncos are interested in Melvin Gordon and doing your research, I went and checked him out, kind of did a brief analysis on him. He's got 224 receptions, Zach, in a five-year career in the NFL. So it sounds like John Elway took a look around the AFC West, saw what the Chargers did the last few years with Eckler and Gordon, and they're trying to kind of recapture that magic in Denver. Do they have that little faith, though, in Philip Lindsay? I mean, he can't just learn to catch. They can't just put an emphasis on that in the offseason. They're going to have to bring in Melvin Gordon for, what, $8, $10 million a year? And just like I wrote on Twitter last night, why would you – what is experience going to do in the backfield? The only thing David Johnson or Melvin Gordon would do would be take away touches from the Broncos' biggest offensive playmaker, and that is Philip Lindsay. For a one-year rental of 8 to $10 million for a backup player, to me, it's just bad business. You have Royce Freeman. You can draft a pass-catching running back. They're a dime a dozen in the NFL. That's why teams are so hesitant to uh, invest heavily at that position. I don't understand the Melvin Gordon interest. From a, a veteran point of view, I mean, Philip Lindsay's in his third year, Chad. He's the two-time thousand-yard rusher, former Pro Bowler. Does he need a mentor? Does he need that experienced guy? I understand keeping him healthy, keeping him fresh. You, you have Royce Freeman. You have who has making pennies right now. You can draft a guy for pennies on the cheap. I just I don't like Melvin Gordon at all. I don't like David Johnson at all. No veteran retread running backs this offseason. I was actually surprised to see when I did my research on Gordon. He's only got 1,000-yard rushing season in five years as a – I want to make sure I'm not misremembering that. Let me do that one more time. Melvin Gordon's stats – hold on one sec. Because I – that surprised me, dude. I thought he was – he had a few of those under his belt. I thought he also had a Pro Bowl caliber season. Uh, turns out, no, no Pro Bowls, no All-Pro nods for Melvin Gordon. Uh, let me check it real quick here one more time. 26 years old. And he, yeah, one season over a thousand yards. Now, in fairness to him, the year before in 2016, he came three yards shy of a thousand. And then in 2017, 1,100 yards rushing, total of 4,200 career rush yards, 224 receptions, though, is what the Broncos really like. They, I mean, obviously, you need a guy who can run inside outside zone, Zach. But for a guy like uh, Pat Shermer, the Broncos are also looking for a running back who can naturally catch the ball out of the backfield. I just think Lindsey can be that guy. You can teach him how to yeah. catch. You can work on that in the offseason in training camp. I mean, he has the tools. He's, he doesn't have stones for hands, Chad. He has some ability there. I just want the Broncos to commit to him as their RB1 and not bring in any competition that can make him lesser than what he is. He should be the centerpiece this season. I just think there's more than one way to skin that cat and going out and spending. I mean, just looking at running back salaries on the low end, the low end, 
Melvin Gordon's going to command six, seven million. The highest paid running backs in the league are making between 13 to 15 million per year. Hmm. Even at six, seven million as an outside signing, I just don't, unless you're grabbing Saquon Barkley, unless you're grabbing Ezekiel Elliott, unless you're grabbing Christian McCaffrey, that's not, you're just not going to get that return on investment that you think you are. And the analytics bear that out. There's an article that uh, Thomas Hall of Mile High Huddle published a couple of weeks back, eh, maybe a week back. And the analytics show at this age, paying a running back on a second contract, you are playing with fire. It, more often than not, it blows up in that team's face. So the Broncos would be ill-advised to go throw money at a player like Melvin Gordon, whose own team as a first-round pick is letting him hit the bricks. They decided to pay the college free agent who eventually right. eclipsed him in that backfield. So if that doesn't telegraph to the Broncos – I don't know what will, but Josh jumps in on YouTube. He wants to know, how do y'all feel about a big contract for Amari Cooper and still taking a wide out in the first round? Drew Locke would have so many weapons to play with. Now, Zach, before we answer this question, I honestly expected there, especially now that the CBA got ratified earlier this morning, the vote came in, it's done. We'll talk about some cap ramifications. Bob uh, Morris had a great article on that earlier, how it affects the Broncos. But I honestly expected by this point in the in the day, Zach, by the time we hit the pod, I figured there'd be some movement on Amari Cooper, some kind of news that he'd re-upped with the Cowboys. We know that's what he wants to do, or at least that's what he's been saying publicly. But now it's looking like he's going to at least hit the market in terms of being open for business, legal tampering. John Elway can call and check the price on that. Yeah, the feeling is mutual. I think the Cowboys definitely want Amari Cooper back. They didn't want to sacrifice a 2019 first rounder for a year and a half of his services. I, I actually do think by the time we wake up tomorrow morning, there will be at least an agreement in place, an agreement in principle. I think they've been waiting for the CBA to get done before announcing it. They might have the framework of the deal in place. Dak Prescott will be franchise tagged. Amari Cooper will get a long-term deal from Dallas. That is my prediction. Might not happen. Even if he hits the open market, Chad, the Broncos will give him a due diligence call not realistic for $20 million a year. And even by some miracle they sign him, they would not go receiver in the first round. You just have way other needs across the board to devote that many resources to one spot. We know the Broncos are going to have interest. It's just, how do you define that? I mean, there's a difference, for example, in being interested in a guy and going all out to get him signed, like the Broncos did last year, for example, with Jawan James and Kareem Jackson. Like They weren't just surface interested. They were invested, interested. Like they went hard to get those guys. I remain. I think once they pick up the phone and call and find out it's going to be fifteen to twenty million dollars to get him signed, they're going to quickly move on to other options. Um, I'm with you on that, Zach. TG wants to know. Hey, do you guys think Dak Prescott <laughs> deserves forty million per year? No. I, the only one quarterback, and that's Patrick Mahomes, deserves that much money. That's that's just a stupid, ridiculous amount. Dak Prescott, I happen to think he's a better quarterback than most others believe, but he's in about the 33.5 to 35 a year range. That's just market value. But $40 million, I think that barrier is reserved for Patrick Mahomes. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. 
Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Michael wants to know on YouTube, when is the Flacco move finally going to happen? Let uh, let me pull up an article here. Again, I don't want to uh, bog down the podcast and make it story time, reading, Chad reading articles to you guys here. But let me just grab one quick snippet from this article. Bob kind of put it in perspective in terms of Joe Flacco. Uh, bear with me one second. All right. Quote from here's from Bob. Quote, other moves could still be coming, namely the release of quarterback Joe Flacco. Because the CBA was extended, Flacco could be designated a post June 1st cut, which would give the Broncos 20.25 million in cap space with 3.4 in dead money in 2020. However, here's the caveat. The space wouldn't be that 20 million in cap space if they made him a post June 1st cut wouldn't be realized until after June 1st. The Broncos could still do the move and utilize some of that space for moves that aren't likely to happen until after June 1st, such as paying the the draft class, et cetera. And uh, one other thing here, the Broncos, where'd it go? Here it is. Of course, the Broncos, of course, the Broncos could still utilize a straight cut on Flacco this year and gain 10 million right now in cap space. That could be used right away. A straight cut, though, would mean $13.6 million, Zach, in dead money this year. There would be no dead money next year if they did it. Otherwise, the Broncos would have to eat $10.2 million in dead money in 2021 because of the void years used when they converted base salary into a signing bonus last year. So, in other words, let me translate. What this means is that the Broncos right now, they have to decide whether or not, Zach, they want to um, prioritize that cap space for spending today or make him a June for a June first uh, post June first cut and have twice the amount of cap space that would provide, but have to wait to use it until after June first. Yeah, it's tricky. I mean, you can put a money aside for maybe a Philip Lindsay contract or pick up a free agent during uh, final cuts and later this summer. But I, I would opt to take the money now, Chad. Build your roster, get your free agents, and most importantly, get that cancer that is Joe Flacco off the roster. Get that bad move, bad juju, those bad memories out of the locker room. Make it. Drew Locke's team once and for all and go find yourself, I guess, a different backup quarterback. I would not wait. I get rid of him, and I think that's going to be coming down the pipe sooner than later. All right, let's see what else you guys got here. While I'm looking, Zach, another thing that Cliss 
uh, reported. Now, no huge shocker, just the way things have been going the last week and a half, two weeks. But according to Cliss, it's unlikely the Broncos re-sign either Derek Wolf or Shelby Harris. Your thoughts? Uh, Shelby Harris is not too surprising, but Derek Wolf and Shelby Harris, that would lead me to believe that Derek really priced himself out of the Broncos range and they have someone else they're looking to get, whether that's DJ Reader or Jordan Phillips, anyone on the open market, maybe drafting Javon Kinlaw. They had big moves there, like they telegraphed their moves at cornerback chat by uh, not tendering Devontae Boss and moving on from Chris Harris Jr. I would for sure thought they get back one or the other, either Harris or Wolf, and they might still get back Wolf. But this leads me to believe they have Reader coming or an outside guy coming in the building soon. The only uh, the only way Derek Wolf ends up, unfortunately, back in Denver is obviously the Broncos know what his demands are at this stage because they've had conversations with his agent dating back to the combine, and it's just too rich for their blood considering his age and considering his injury history. The only way he ends up back in Denver, Derek Wolf, is if he goes to test the market and gets a pretty cold response. Nobody willing to even consider paying him what he's looking for. He might come back to the table saying, all right, well, what are you willing to give me? And then going out and seeing if he can get that elsewhere a little bit more. That's the only chance he probably ends up. And that's unfortunate because I figured the Broncos would acquiesce a little bit to, you know what, you know, you've been a good soldier. Last year you had a a great season before you got hurt. Arguably you took to Vic Fangio's defense better than any other incumbent holdover from the Broncos defense. So it's a bummer. I hope it turns. I I would like to see Derek Wolf stick around, but it's just not looking like it's going to shake out that way. Zach Dillon jumps in one of our super chat superstars with a $5 donation. Dillon's good to see you, bro. Appreciate you. He says kind of disappointing to see the playoffs expanded. In my opinion, waters down what was already a great Product. Zach, that is a fair point for those of you who missed it. There's going to be 14 teams now that make the playoffs in the NFL, which I I get what he's saying. You know, you're diluting the, you're diluting, you're you're making it to where almost half the entire league makes it to the postseason. Yeah, I, I mean, the NFL is all about parity. They're looking to, you know, same reason they moved the extra point back, Chad, just to add a little drama, a little entertainment. I don't like this decision, and we actually talked about this on a, about a month ago on a pod. I agree, it waters down the product. The best team should make the playoffs. I don't like giving participation trophies out to that seventh team that was just barely good enough to be in the postseason. The top six teams only should be in, and even that's a stretch considering historically the top two seeds normally make it to the conference championship game and beyond. Yeah, I mean, the one thing I do like about it is that only one team gets a bye now in the playoffs, and it's the number one seed in each conference. I do like that as kind of the silver lining to letting in an extra team here on uh, into the playoffs. Sleek Tro on YouTube, he says, Total Pro Sports says that we should sign James Bradbury in free agency. What do you guys think? Zach, I think Bradbury would be a great fit for the Broncos, but now that you're paying $13 million to Bouye – you're paying upwards of 12 or whatever it is to yeah 12 to Justin Simmons on a franchise tag 11 to Kareem 7 to Bryce Callahan yeah. you're now upwards of 42 and a half million dollars invested in your secondary we know the Broncos need to make one more addition to the cornerback and they need to find a number 3 safety which that they can probably do the second one there the safety they can probably do that via the draft they do need to make one more addition at the cornerback level even if that meant just re-signing Devontae Bosby but they already have Zach forty-two and a half million bucks tied up in the secondary. Yeah. At what point are you just going crazy and and neglecting maybe some of the dollars that should be going on the offensive side to not just 
build around Locke, which is what you would be doing if you brought in a Bradbury, you're building around him. But literally, you want to give him the weapon, something that directly affects and can better him as a quarterback. I, I don't think Bradbury is all that great of a cornerback. He's not in the Byron Jones class to me, Chad, but when you have someone like Bradley Roby getting $12 million a year from the Texans, Bradbury's about to get 15, 16, Byron Jones about 20 million, 18 million, whatever. Everyone's going to be overpaid, and the Broncos simply cannot afford that. They got their main guy in Boye. If they supplement that position again, it's going to be a mid tier guy like a Mukamar. Don't look for the Broncos to spend another double-digit salary at that spot for the reasons Chad just laid out. They have bigger fish to fry elsewhere, especially on offense. They By acquiring Bouye via trade, they took a Category 5 emergency at corner and lowered that. It's yeah. not you know screaming at the, from the rooftops problem for the Broncos anymore. It's still an issue that needs to be addressed. Again, as, as Zach said, it could end up being a Mukamara. It could end up being Devontae Bosby. Bosby showed sure. – in those two starts that he's a starting caliber corner in Fangio's scheme. I would be a lot more at peace with what the Broncos have if just Bosby was brought back, but only time will tell. We'll see. Super chats. Dang. Edward jumps wow, in Edward. from the top rope. Our, he, he's climbing up the, the uh, mountain, if you will, Mount Rushmore of the Huddle Up podcast, $75 donation. I almost wow, had Edward. a non-safe for work reaction to that. Thank you so much, Edward. We appreciate that. That just means everything to us, buddy. Appreciate you. He says that could buy re- so much hand wash, Chad. Hand <laughs> That's right. Hand sanitizer, <laughs> Lysol. <laughs> We're gonna go to go crazy. He says, I really hope we don't lose Wolf, but if we do, who do you go after for the left defensive end? The guys to keep in mind, Javon Hargrave, I am willing to bet dollars to donuts is the Broncos' number one pr- priority because they do want to get younger on the D-line. That's the mm-hmm. one thing, kind of the translation or the takeaway from them, from the team being willing to let Harris and let Wolf walk is they do want to get younger on the D-line, and Hargrave allows them to do that. He's right in that sweet spot where your odds are extremely high age-wise that by giving him a, a sizable second contract, you're going to get a good return on that anywhere between two to four years. I like Hargrave. I like uh, Michael Phillips or uh, Michael Pierce. I mean, Jordan Phillips is another option. I would say the two guys are Jordan Phillips and Javon Hargrave, Zach. I'm going to add uh, Linval Joseph in there, who was cut by the Vikings. Great space eater. I, he's still performing at a very high level. I don't like him more than a DJ reader, but that's definitely, I think, a lower tier option. You could save a few bucks by getting Linval Joseph. But I agree with the players Chad mentioned, though. I mean, Jordan Phillips. Uh, DJ Reader, Hargrave. It's a very deep free agent class. That's, I think, why the Broncos are choosing to move on from their incumbents and look outside. I mean, Phillips had nine and a half sacks last year. Hmm. Played really well against the Denver Broncos. I think Cliss pointed that out in his article today, listing him as a potential target for the Broncos. And as much as I like DJ Reader, you can play him anywhere on the D line, but he's, his best spot is that nose tackle. So you could you need to get a defensive end, you need to get a Hargrave, or you need to get a Phillips, and you need to get a Reader. You can get by with Mike Purcell on an RFA tender if you need to, as far as nose tackle. But if the Broncos got money to spend. That's probably the D line is where it's going to be focused. Ariel jumps in with a ten dollar donation on Super Chat. Oh, thank you, longtime superstars. Guys, I'm back. I couldn't be live until today. I think the new CBA is not too much of a big deal. I hope they don't shut down the draft in Vegas, but here in Cali is crazy, guys. Stay safe out there. Ariel, it's good to have you back. It's not the same when you're not in the room contributing to the conversation. And uh, as always, we appreciate you showing that kind of love and support. It means the world to us. 
Um, James jumps in. $5 donation also becoming a consistent, steady, super chat, super stuff. Appreciate James. you, James. I do this because I'm consistent, he says. I also need that email again. Glad to see y'all. Milehighhuddle at gmail.com, my friend. Uh, whoop. It just did one of those jumps on me. Bear, bear with me one sec, guys. It has the habit of doing that from time to time, especially when it's a hot conversation, lots of comments. And I don't want to miss anybody. So bear with me one second here. Almost there. Oh, it's not letting me go. I'm going to have to check YouTube, but let's grab Christy. Everyone was wondering where she was at. I think the last couple of pods last week, a lot of questions. Where's Christy in the comment stream? You don't have to search anymore. She's here. She's hanging out. She's part of the conversation. And she's jumping in on Super Chat as the superstar that she is. Thank you, Christy. Thank you, Christy. She says, Gordon's a no for me. And Zach, we, yep. we echo that. I mean, it's not that he's a bad player. He's, I, I guess you could argue he's probably a top 15 caliber running back, considering all-purpose running back, catching the ball out of the backfield and running. But he's going to cost a pretty penny. Yes, you want to build weaponry for Drew Locke, but is that the best way to do it? I'm not so sure. I'd rather get that money to Philip Lindsay, get him feeling like he is – that he has the full faith and support of the organization. I mean, Melvin Gordon has more holdouts in thousand yard seasons. Why would you want to bring <laughs> that into the locker room? Why would you want to muddy the waters when Lindsay is the number one guy? I understand maybe keeping him fresh. Of course, that's a that's a necessity. You can do that with Royce Freeman. You could do that with a rookie running back. You do not need to waste eight to ten million dollars on a guy who's known to make waves. He's getting up there in age. He's going to be expensive. He's going to be a backup. That's my point, first and foremost. You're paying that much money to a non-starter at a non-premium spot. I do not like it at all, Chad. Him or David Johnson. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promotes surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. All right. Fortunately, we went right from James to Christy, and we didn't miss anybody, so that's good. Uh, all right. Let's see what else we got here, guys. 
Wade wants to know about Antonio Gibson in the draft. It's uh, He's kind of a weapon, right? You can use him in a lot of different ways. You can use him as a receiver. You can use him as a running back. He's a guy that I know Eric Trickle and uh, the draft guys at Mile High Huddle are quite high on. So, yeah, that would be that'd be someone to keep a keep an eye on here. Um, let's see. Stu jumping in. Ten dollar donation. Thank Mount you, Rushmore Stu. of the Huddle Up podcast. The, the mayor of this this thing. Stu says uh, no. Gordon, stay safe all. Yeah. You too, Stu. I don't know how much flying and traveling you're doing, but you stay safe too, my friend. Wash your hands. Robert wants to know what free agent should John Elway burn money on? I'll tell you right now. For me. Zach, it's if I I would consider this to be a phenomenal free agent haul, and I think it can be done. Use again, going back to the theme of buying a defense and drafting an offense for Drew Locke. I'm talking about getting Hargrave as your defensive end, Reader, and if you're unable to get Reader, I think it's either Reader or one of the top two off-ball linebackers. Yeah, but I think more likely is you're going to see something like Hargrave, Reader, uh, Kwiatkowski from Chicago. Amukamara or Bosby, and that's maybe a guard. Maybe a guard you bring in, uh, you know, a second wave. Everything else, I think, Zach, most of the additions are going to come via the draft. I would just be happy with Reader, Corey Littleton, and Amukamara. That would be a really solid free agent haul and allowing you to go into the draft almost focusing exclusively on offense, Chad. Wide receiver, offensive line, running back, maybe a tight end. So that's what I would do. Corey Littleton and Joe Schobert in a best-case scenario. DJ Reader, Jordan Phillips, or uh, Hargrave in a best-case scenario. And add Amukamara into the secondary. I think that's the best, most realistic outcome we can hope for. Lorenzo wants to know how much do the Broncos really have right now? Because I saw, I'm guessing Nikki Javala's blog, sorry, can't spell her last name, that they have 36 million in cap space. All right. I didn't see that, but let's just pull up over the cap.com while we're here in this conversation. And I'll tell you exactly what OTC has the Broncos listed at if the page will load. All right. Cap space over the cap. In the wake of all the different moves the Broncos have made from the franchise tag of Justin Simmons to the A.J. Bouye trade, $41.1 million is what Over the Cap has. Now, Spot Track might be different. Spot Track, I think, is where she's probably getting her uh, number there of 36. Well, let's, let's check it real quick here. Pulling it up. And these, for whatever reason, these cap sites, they just load so slowly. Here we go. Denver Broncos salary cap space adjusted 38, 38 uh, million in cap space, according to Spot Track. So there's a $3 million discrepancy between over the cap and Spot Track. Split the difference somewhere around $40 million, Zach. Plenty of money still. I mean, that's more than enough to sign a reader or to lock down some of your own guys or go out of house. I mean, the Broncos have money to play around with. Might not be $80 million or $100 million, but definitely enough to work with. Well, and especially now that the CBA is done they and they know that the cap is going to be going up significantly in 2021, they can structure these deals in a way that offloads the cap hit and the cap liability into 2021 and beyond. So $40 million, I mean, let's remember, dialing it back to 2014 with $30 million, the Broncos brought in DeMarcus Ware, Aqib Tlaib, TJ Ward, and Emmanuel Sanders. So they can make a lot of hay with $40 million. Yeah. They still might end up making a move on Flacco and freeing up another $10 million. Worst case scenario, that decision comes uh, and they designate him a post-June 1st cut and that $20 million uh, that would they'd get from that 
they can't use it till after the draft, but that draft class is going to need to be signed, Zach, and it's going to cost about $10 million to get that done. Well, not to mention Hireman is another $4 million, so they can make some moves uh, on the roster with the players they have. Flacco, Hireman, Todd Davis, even though they just picked up his option, that's another $5 mil maybe down the road as a post-June 1st guy, depending on the draft. So this number right now is arbitrary. It's not set in stone. They can still go up, but regardless, if this, if this was the final number, plenty to play around with. Martin on uh, Twitter it would be stoked on Melvin Gordon. And I think it's important to show this because everyone, different strokes for different folks, right? Some, some people would be really high on, on getting a Melvin Gordon. Martin says, I know you guys aren't big on paying Melvin, but how sick would it be if we get him? You know, again, it, it'd be interesting to see how the snap count would be divided between Melvin Gordon and Philip Lindsay, but I would hope it wouldn't take, I mean, the sweet spot for Lindsay, Zach, somewhere between 15 to 21 touches. Somewhere in there is kind of the sweet spot for him in terms of getting into a groove, getting into a rhythm, and having the potential to have those game-changing plays like we saw the second half of his rookie season that were so few and far between last year. The thing is, though, you're not getting the 2017 Melvin Gordon. You're getting the 2020 Melvin Gordon who just got ousted in favor of a former undrafted free agent, Austin Eckler. Like you said, Chad, there's a reason why his own team is moving on from him. Why would the Broncos pick him up for that salary? Melvin Gordon, I guess, in his prime or when he, he used to be a fairly lethal running back, that would be a potent combination. I'm just looking at the business sense, paying him $10 million when you have Philip Lindsay, who's primed for a huge, huge year under Pat Shermer. I just don't like taking that away from him. I don't like muddying the waters or crowding the depth chart. Make him the guy and get a backup running back in the draft. Joseph jumps in on YouTube. He says, do you think they'll ever put a cap on quarterbacks? Because technically they're killing their own team by eating up all the cap space. Tom Brady truly is one quarterback who would work with this contract. Joseph, we totally feel you. It's getting ridiculous what some of these quarterbacks are commanding, especially, un- I shouldn't say unproven, but guys like Dak, who are going to get in the 30s of millions of dollars per year, what's he done? One playoff berth since arriving, if I'm not mistaken, maybe two, either way. Hasn't won anything yet, and yet he's going to go reset the market. The problem is, Zach, the NFLPA, the Players Union, they're never going to allow a cap to come in on player earnings potentials because quarterbacks, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. When a quarterback sets the market and elevates things a little higher – that trickles down to everybody else. More money ends the cap ends up raising the next year, and that money gets, you know, goes out to, to all the positions. And if a team is paying that much money to a quarterback, there's a good chance that quarterback is bringing them playoff victories or championships, and that's bringing in revenue, that's bringing in TV money. So it all works hand in hand. Mahomes is a guy who who's deserving of resetting the market, but like you said, the, the Dak Prescotts and the Jared Goffs. I mean, it's just silly money for players that are so unproven. Just the name of the game, though. That's just the way incrementally the NFL has risen year to year to year. Before we know it, it'll be like baseball. We're getting fully guaranteed $300, $400 million contracts. It will get to that point. Maybe not now, but down the road if it it keeps continuing at its current pace. All right. Let's see what else we've got here from Joel. Zach looks like he's texting his crush. (laughs) He denies it. Angela jumps in on Super Chat. Wow. But... Angela, yeah, Angela, uh, for some, somebody's, uh, something's bothering me in the back of my head that Angela, that that's a wife's account and that it's somebody else. If I'm wrong on that and, and it's just Angela, Angela, thank you so much. But it's something's telling me that it's another, it's the husband that's using this account. Either way, appreciate the donation up in Canada, proven as always that Broncos country is not a geographic location. It is 
a state of being. We appreciate you. Thank you, Angela. King Stacy, I think we just answered your question on the salary cap number. Let's see what else we got here, guys. We, we're at 37 minutes. We got a f- time for a few more. Uh, let's see what we got here. Joey Middleton, Amari Cooper, and Henry Ruggs join Sutton next year. Why not? I'll give you the why not, my friend. If we were spending uh, Monopoly money, why not indeed in a perfect world? But if you go spend, tw- I mean, $20 million on a wide receiver when you already have Cortland Sutton and you're going into a class that is the most stacked wide receiver draft class in recent memory, I'm just not sure how wise that is from a team-building perspective, Zach. I mean, why not? Is because we're not playing Madden. In, in Madden, it would be great, and, and if you put them on the field together, it'd be great, but it's just not feasible, and it's, it's not going to matter who you have in the wide receiver core if you don't have protection around Drew Locke. The Broncos cannot, you know hoard that many receivers and ignore the offensive line. They cannot spend $20 million on Amari Cooper, which won't happen, by the way, and then use their first-round pick on a receiver. That would have to be an offensive lineman. So just not feasible. Just be horrible business by John Elway. I see a couple questions about Juwan James. Guys, it's not viable for the Broncos to move on from Juwan James until 2021 at the soonest. He's locked in for 2020, so just get that out of your mind. Uh, Deshaun jumps in on YouTube. With the Denver Broncos' interest in the running back and free agency, does this mean they won't pay Philip Lindsay this offseason? I'll tell you what, this was something that I explored in the article today on Melvin Gordon is, you know, when this season, when this offseason began, Zach, it sounded positive that the Broncos were going to see about getting Philip Lindsay extended because as a, re, as a former college free agent, he is eligible entering his third season to receive an extension. Now, he is in a, going into a contract year. He'll be a restricted free agent in 2021. So the Broncos, unfortunately, I was surprised when Elway said, yeah, we're going to look at that when he did say that because most NFL teams, I mean, convention, the way it works is they don't pay anybody nine times out of 10, maybe 99 times out of 100. NFL teams don't pay any player until push comes to shove, until there's some kind of a deadline forcing their hand or a holdout or something like that. And in the case of Philip Lindsay, Zach, He's under team control until 2022. In 2022, he becomes an unrestricted free agent. The Broncos, in other words, have two years that they can kick this can down the road. I would hope that they don't. And it does bother me that Elway even answered it as a possibility when he did, if they're seriously not going to do anything about it, because it just doesn't send the right message to the player or to the fans. What doesn't send the right message either is showing interest in Melvin Gordon when you want to make Lindsey the guy under Pat Shermer. It would lead me to believe that they're waiting for the offseason to play out, free agency and the draft. They pick up another high price running back, might be less, you know, uh, amenable to paying Philip Lindsay, but if they don't and he becomes the guy in the summer, they might explore contract uh, extension. I just don't think it's going to happen this year. They're going to give him a shot uh, going into his third year to be the guy, and I think to see what he can do as the centerpiece, and then they'll go from there. All right, guys, a couple more. We'll get one more, uh, one or two more questions in the Super Chats, and then we'll get out of here for tonight. Uh, DJ jumps in on YouTube. He says, what about Xavier Rhodes? For those of you who missed it, in fact, I think this happened since the Mile High Mailbag Thursday night. The Vikings moved on from Rhodes, and a lot of, I've gotten – I've answered – if I've answered one, I've answered ten questions <laughs> from fans. Hit me up on social media. Should the Broncos go after Xavier Rhodes? And Zach, I don't see it. Now, if they were still running the Wade Phillips press man, you know, uh, Joe Woods scheme, man coverage supreme, then it would make a lot more sense. But Xavier Rhodes is not a fit for what the Broncos are trying to do under Vic Fangio with the different coverage schemes and so much more zone as a focus. I don't see him as a great fit. And as you elucidated on Twitter, 
he's kind of gone downhill the last right. little bit. That's my thing. I mean, I think fans' interest is is surrounding him because he's one of those name players. You recognize his name. Oh, Xavier Rhodes used to be an All-Pro, used to be a Pro Bowler. He hasn't been on that level since 2017 at the least. I mean, he's really gone off a cliff, like Chad just said, the last couple of years. I don't want him in the system. I don't want that type of player. I don't want that type of poor scheme fit. Give me a Mukamara. I think he would cost less. He knows the scheme better. It's just a better solution. I don't want Xavier Rhodes. Michael jumps in on Facebook. How do you guys feel about Leonard Williams? I think he's a great option at the right price. Leonard Williams is a guy that we've increasingly been talking about at Mile High Huddle as a possibility. You know, the the Giants acquired him via trade, hoping that they could he'd kind of started to trail off a little bit with the Jets, right? After having a couple of really good seasons to open his career, he started kind of trailing. You didn't know if it had to do with the team, you know, the culture around him. Giants couldn't resuscitate him. His his stock is down, which means, Zach, there's a good chance the Broncos might be able to get him at a discount. But if it takes paying top-of-the-market money to get Leonard Williams, then I'm out on Leonard Williams. If you can get him, if he's being reasonable right now about what his value or is willing to take like a prove-it deal, by all means, Denver, go swoop him up, plug him in at five-tech defensive end, and go get one other defensive lineman. I might be misinformed that I haven't kept up every day with the Giants rumors and news and stuff like that. But last I read, he was asking for $12 million a year. And for that money, I'm out. I'm paying DJ Reader. I'm paying Hargrave. And I'm moving on. So I, like Chad said, I, if on a prove-it deal, on a five, six, seven-year, million-dollar-a-year deal, I'm for it. But $12 million, he can kick rocks. I'm, I'm calling DJ Reader. Kick those rocks, dog. Jake jumps in with a $5 donation on Super Chat. Thank, Thank you, you Jake. Jake. That's awesome, man. We appreciate you. He says... Hey, guys, I really think we can find a pass-catching running back in the mid-rounds in the draft. Let's use this money on defense and draft for yes. offense. Jake, that's not a bad philosophy. We don't. Uh, I, there's nothing I can really pick apart there. Theo Riddick proved that running backs, especially pass-catching third-down running backs, are a dime a dozen. You can draft one. You can sign one off the scrap heap. Do not pay Melvin Gordon or David Johnson to do that job. It's a waste of money. Our colleague Brooks Austin jumps in. Publisher... <laughs> of uh, Bulldog Maven on Sports Illustrated, one of our one of our friends, one of my buddies, Brooks. It looks like the next time we get together, drinks are on me, my dog. Appreciate Thank you. you. Um, let's see what else we got here, guys, before we get on out of here. Don't want to miss anybody. Justin jumps in on Super Chat. Appreciate your brother. Thank and you, by Justin. the way, when you get your swag, make sure you send us a selfie, dude. We'll shout you out on social media. A uh, $5 donation. Thank you, Justin. Thank you. He says, have you heard any more news on who the Broncos are pushing hard for in free agency uh, since free agencies are pretty much in the grasp, in grasp? I'm not sure what you meant at the end there. But, Zach, I think we've touched on most of the likely targets. Javon Hargrave, DJ Reader, Jordan Phillips. Those are three guys you can pretty much count on the Broncos mm-hmm. investigating or pushing to get signed up in Denver. Beyond that, it's tangential you're looking at guys like uh, Amari Cooper as a possibility. Look for some of the other second-tier wideouts to be possibilities like Paul Richardson. I'll be surprised if they end up spending it off-ball linebackers, Zach, especially where they just picked up Todd Davis's option. We'll see. I'll throw a Mukamar in there as well. Yeah. And an inside linebacker, I don't see Littleton. I don't see Schobert as much as I want them. Nick Kay, Kwiatkowski, whatever, Kwiatkowski, whatever, however you pronounce his name. Chad, you got it down finally, right? Yes, Kwiatkowski. 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 Okay. Like saying Quick and Owski. Kwiatkowski. Yeah. Okay, what so- I heard, though, on that topic, I've heard something new on that over the last two, three days. There is a real interest for the Broncos, from what I'm hearing, 
in Nick because, of course, Fangio developed him basically in Chicago. And he really came on strong for the Bears when Trevathan went down. And, of course, Trevathan just got re-upped by the Bears. So it wouldn't surprise me if the Broncos let someone else pay Schobert, let someone else pay Littleton, and they bring in Kwiatkowski on a little bit more. I think he's still going to command some dollars because he put some great film on tape last year. But I think that's a more realistic ask considering the needs they have on the D-line. I think his average annual value would be about half of what Schobert's going to get or Littleton. So that's a great, he could be a starter from day one. He can replace Todd Davis right now. So I would do that for sure. Amukamara and Nick Kay on defense as well. And sneaky coverage ability. He is not, yeah. I'm, I'm mistaken. I When I first started uh, hearing the name, in my mind's eye, I viewed him as kind of a Josie Jewel clone. I went and watched some film on on uh, Kwiatkowski and he can cover, dude. He's He brings more to the table. So it wouldn't surprise me if the Broncos bring him in. Edward, dude, jumps back in wow, on Super Chat. $20 donation. Edward, thank that you. means the world, dude. Thank you, brother. Seriously. That's so awesome, dude. We appreciate you. All right, let me see what else we got here, guys, and then we will – next time we talk to you guys – oh, it is – this is Angela. Okay, my apologies, Angela. That's on me. Appreciate you jumping back in. You didn't have to do that on Super Chat. I don't – you know what I think I, conv- I confused her with? Uh, Rich. Has uh, a similar name. Anyway, my apologies, Angela. Thank you. You're awesome. And you. I will be tagging you on Twitter after the show as a super uh, superstar on Super Chat. Thank you. That is awesome. All right, let's see what else we got here, guys. Any other pressing questions on your mind? Let's see what Black Knight, one of our superstars, says. He's Whatever happens in free agency, we need to hashtag trust the process. There's reasons that certain names are cropping up and being linked to Denver Let's give Pat Shermer a chance to tool the offense to his image. That's a fair point, Zach. It's going to be interesting to see how the Broncos maneuver in free agency with regard to offensive players because you do have a, a new decision makers there on that side of the ball. And also a franchise quarterback in place. But as always, what we know, Chad, is the final decision lies with John Elway, and he's the governing body there in Denver. So he, Shermer will have his input, but it's Elway's final call, ultimately, who they bring in. All right, guys. That's going to wrap it up for today's episode of the Huddle Up Podcast. As always, thanks to each and every one of you for joining us and making this a phenomenal conversation. It just flies by, Zach. These these live podcasts just go by in the blink of an eye. Thanks to what you guys do in keeping the conversation going. Quick reminder, make sure you're following the show on Twitter, at Huddle Up Pod. While you're at it, follow at Mile High Huddle. And then don't forget, I'm sure you're already doing this, but don't forget to follow my partner, Zach Kelberman, at Kelberman NFL, myself, at Chad and Jensen. And stay tuned because when next we talk to you guys, this same time, well, 6.15 Mountain, 8.15 Eastern, tomorrow, Monday night, we could have some major movement uh, because the legal tampering period opens first thing in the morning. Well, not first thing, but 10 a.m. Mountain is when it opens, noon uh, Eastern. There could be quite a bit between now and then that happens, Zach, that we'll have to dissect on Monday night. I'm stoked. There is going to be something that's going to happen. Deals are going to get made consummated, not formally signed until Wednesday, but deals are going to come together. Maybe Chris Harris Jr. to Dallas. That's picking up steam from what I hear. And uh, yeah, it's going to come very quickly and fast. But Chad, we'd be remiss to end the show without mentioning a last minute donation that we got from Kyle Wielden. $50. Unbelievable. Wow. Last minute at the buzzer. Wow. Nothing I don't more think you've ever uh, jumped in on Super Chat before either, man. Appreciate you. He says, been listening for about a year now, but first time catching a live episode. Thanks for everything you do. We wow. need an interior disruptor on the D-line. Von Chubb and the interior pass rush would be dangerous. Wow. Kyle, 
that floors us, dude. Seriously, thank yeah. you for listening. Thank you for jumping in on Super Chat. That helps. I mean, every little bit counts, and that's a massive – I mean, off the top rope, your first time on Super Chat, boom, body slam. We hope to see you again too, Kyle. And for what it's worth, I definitely agree with you. That's why I'm a big DJ Reader fan in this free agent class. And that's a good uh, opportunity for me to remind everybody. I got a question on Twitter today. Some confusion of when these pod, these live podcasts happen. Because, you know, we have about 11,000 people that listen to the podcast only, not the live pods. They just listen after the fact, after Zach and I pull this audio and then upload it to like Apple Podcasts and iHeart and Stitcher and Spotify and all that. There's about 11,000 people listening to the show on those platforms. And so not everyone knows when these live podcasts, even though we try to be as upfront and and straight up so everyone knows when we're going live. But guys, it's always going to be 6 Mountain, 8 Eastern, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Seven days a week at 6 o'clock Mountain, 8 p.m. Eastern is when you can expect a live pod. Now, for Zach and I, we go Sundays, Monday nights, Wednesday nights, Thursday nights. We go four of the seven days you're going to see us, and it's always those four. So that's just a refresher uh, on when to expect the podcast. And Kyle, thanks again, dude. That's awesome. Yeah, amazing. Terry Thank also you. jumped in at the end there, proving uh, the state of being as always up in Canada. It's it's, dude. Terry, you're so consistent, dude. And supporting all the shows, by the way. Terry supports building the Broncos. He's there for Dub Valley Deep Divers. That that means the world to us. And then also Justin, on the way out the door, jumps back in. That's amazing. Thank you. Just awesome, guys. Thank you so much. Broncos country is the best, Chad. We love you. We love each and every one of you. And we get questions. You know, we wish – I wish I could donate to the show. I'm just not – I'm in a tight spot. Guys, it's all good. If you, That's not what we're asking you to do. We're never going to ask you to do that. So, you know, just being a part of the conversation, hanging out with us. I mean, there's things you can do organically to support the show, like sharing these links out, liking the video if you're on YouTube, things like that, going buying a hat or something – that's secondary. Just participate in the content and you'll have our gratitude. That's right. Interact with us. We love the interaction. We love talking to Broncos country. It is by far and away the best fan base in the NFL. And you guys prove that day in and day out. Thank you Hands so much. Down. Hands down. All right, guys, we'll get out of here for tonight. We'll see you tomorrow. 615 Mountain, 815 Eastern for Zach Kelberman. I'm Chad Jensen. You've been listening to the Huddle Up Podcast. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promotes surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. 
The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies push boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They push girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal.